You're traveling the Junlin Wastes with Mark and Dan, a podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and the imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the new expanded universe and beyond. Good evening, I'm Mark, and this is the Traveling the Jullin Waste podcast. It is November 2017, and this is a special episode of the podcast in which we will be discussing the trailer for The Last Jedi. Dan is not on the podcast tonight, I'm going solo, but as many of you know from listening to previous episodes, Dan has gone off the grid regarding any news or watching the trailers for Episode 8, The Last Jedi. He wants to be able to go into the movie as spoiler-free as possible, so I'm going to be doing this uh, commentary on my own tonight. It's great whenever I have Dan with me, and it doesn't seem like a regular podcast without having Dan here, but um, I wanted to get out an episode regarding my thoughts on the trailer. Um, for those of you who are also going off the grid or who want to remain as spoiler-free as possible, um, I recommend listening to this podcast maybe after the movie comes out and seeing how I seeing how the commentary matches up to what actually happens. But um, for those of you who are interested, I am going to be discussing a little bit in depth regarding the trailer and the teaser and some of the TV spots and what my thoughts are regarding the Last Jedi. So for all of you who are wanting to uh, listen to the commentary, stay tuned. And for all those who want to remain spoiler-free, I suggest uh, shutting off your uh, MP3 player at this time right now. All right, so a couple weeks ago, the trailer, the official trailer for The Last Jedi came out. Um, I was just blown away by this trailer. The music, the images, the sounds, the just seeing this story in its like early development in, in this trailer here has really gotten my juices flowing regarding Episode Eight. Let's go through what we, what what I saw on this trailer here. And my suggestion is, if you want to go onto YouTube and take a look at the trailer, and maybe as as you're watching it, listen to the commentary and stop and go as 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 the images are coming through, so you can so we you can follow along with me. That that might be a fun fun way of being able to uh, listen to this podcast tonight. So when the uh, trailer opens here we see a figure looking out a large glass window i'm thinking this might be a star destroyer because he's looking down looks like at, at some ships maybe some tie fighters in a hangar bay and we hear snoke say the audio over this he says when i first found you i saw raw untamed power and beyond that something truly special now of course uh, the question in all Star Wars fans right now is, uh, who's Snoke referring to? Is he referring to Kylo Ren? Is he referring to Rey? Is, maybe is there something else going on here that we don't know? Um, as that audio of Snoke fades out, we see uh, a, a look at some of the new AT-ATs <laughs> that are, are in this uh, that are in this uh, episode here. Um, the AT-ATs, you know, it's great to see AT-ATs back in back in action. Um, one of the fun things about watching The Empire Strikes Back and that Hoth battle was those 
big, gigantic adats, which look like elephants, and they're firing off their cannons. Um, this is another, you know, version of the adat, and I'm wondering if there's going to be, um, if they're going to be enhanced in any way. Are these adats? Do they move more? It doesn't look like they move more quickly, but it definitely looks like that they have some different type of armor and different type of cannons and guns and so forth on 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 that on the adat themselves. Um, and in the background there, you also see there, you see like what appears to be an Imperial shuttle. Um, is this Snoke shuttle? I don't know. Maybe it's Kylo's shuttle as well, too. Um, we continue on and we see Kylo Ren with his troops. And I, and I love this shot of, of, of Kylo Ren coming in with his troops because it almost looks like Vader when he is leading the, uh, the 501st or that image of Anakin from Revenge of the Sith when he's marching towards the Jedi Temple with his troops behind him. And then Kylo Ren is picking up a new, what appears would be a new lightsaber. Um, as we know, um, his lightsaber, I believe, was lost in his duel with uh, Rey in Episode 7. But um, I'm wondering what the significance is of Kylo picking up this lightsaber. Is it? A, I'm assuming it's a new lightsaber, but I'm also wondering if there's any sort of... Um, you know, importance of this lightsaber itself. Sort of the same way that we're seeing the importance of uh, of, of, of when Rafe picked up the lightsaber the first time in Episode 7, how she had those images fly through her head. Um, there is something special regarding this lightsaber that used to belong to Anakin, that belonged to Luke, that um, Luke lost in his duel with uh, Darth Vader in Episode 5. But I'm just wondering if there's going to be some significance itself to the lightsaber that Kylo is picking up. Uh, as the images begin to move forward here, we see Rey igniting her lightsaber on the planet where she meets Luke. And um, I love the next few images that come up on this trailer. A lot of these great shots from Skellig Michael, I'm telling you, that is such an incredibly beautiful location that they've chosen with these big rocky formations and the lush green around on the, on, on the ground. Uh, I, I keep telling Dan that, that one day we're going to have to go to Skellig Michael and, uh, or Michael Skellig and take bring the podcast there and do a podcast right from the island there. Uh, that would be amazing. Um, getting back to what uh, to, to, to some of the images here on, on this island, it looks like. Um, no, I just love how they are using this environment as the place as the place where it appears that Ray is training with Luke. Um, sort of similar to the way that when Luke went off to Dagobah and trained with Yoda. Now, granted, Dagobah was a swamp. And uh, Luke was uh, trying to do all his exercises and meditations and lightsaber training amidst uh, you know swampy a swampy area Yoda's Yoda's hut in that swamp a lot of like these uh, gross lizards which are around that area in this very moist environment um, Ray has the opportunity to train in what just is a beautiful environment <laughs> and I love being able to watch her uh, you know showing her in her training as well too. Um, we hear another voice over here. Something inside me has always been there, Ray says. And she's starting to know in this meditation that she's having that there she is more than meets the eye. Obviously, we know that from the end of watching um, Episode 7 that Ray is not just a scavenger on, that, on Jakku who is just collecting junk. She has a lot to offer, obviously. And uh, we're, we're going to find out a whole lot more here in Episode 8. We see Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke, and Ray walking up the ruins on the planet. Um, 
she shows some of her lightsaber training, and I just love these shots of her doing her lightsaber form. Daisy Ridley must have gone through an enormous amount of training to uh, learn how to use the sword and learn how to do sword play on, on in a movie. Um, but it's it reminds me of some of those beautiful pics that uh, we see of her in the Vanity Fair magazine that came out earlier this spring. Um, then they show her and Luke together as she starts to levitate pebbles and stones around her. And then she, through her power of the force, she's able to make a massive break or crack in this mountain or, or, or rocky area, which just floors Luke. Um, he says here, Luke is overwhelmed. He says, I've seen raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now, which is such a powerful line. I mean, it's uh, it, it, nobody thought, I think, that anyone could get more powerful than, than Anakin or Vader or this idea that Anakin was the chosen one. Vader is the most uh, Vader at one time could have been the most powerful Jedi um, in the universe. But the fact that Luke is saying this now, especially because he is a powerful Jedi, especially, I mean, we really don't know much about Luke after episode six. We see him in episode seven without even saying anything. We know he had a Jedi Academy. We know he trained Jedi. But I'm just curious of like how powerful was Luke? Is it the same type of Luke that we see in the expanded universe when he was the Grandmaster, um, the Grandmaster Jedi, this powerful you know Jedi who controlled the Jedi Academy, who could fight and do duels throughout the expanded universe? Is that the same type of Luke that we that we're going to see here in Episode Eight? Um, just a question out there that I that I was thinking about. But after Luke says this uh, this this quote here about you know only seeing raw strength before and didn't scare me then, but it scares me now. Uh, it appears to be a flashback to what, what appears to be the aftermath of the fall of Luke's Jedi Academy. Um, his metal hand breaks through what looks like a crumbled building around him, and standing next to him is R2-D2, and they're watching as this, what I'm assuming to be the Academy in flames. Um, powerful image. Powerful, powerful image. Um, we had mentioned in a previous podcast, wouldn't that have made a great movie if uh, there was, you know, Dana mentions that he, as much as he loves The Force Awakens, he said, wouldn't it have been great to see a movie where you see Kylo Ren and Luke a week before the fall of this of this academy and before, before you know, Luke's students, in a sense, turn on him and maybe um, Kylo's, you know, maybe there was a split in the academy. Some sided with Luke, some sided with Kylo. Uh, we're going to find out more in episode eight. But um, just a very powerful image of Luke with R2 watching the academy in flames. We continue uh, along in this trailer, and we see flashing pics of Rey and Kylo. There's Kylo picking up his helmet in a similar similar way that he did in The Force Awakens when he picked up Vader's helmet and was talking to it, in a sense, of asking his grandfather for the strength to be more dark and to be more sinister and to be more evil. I'm wondering if that's going to have, if this, if, of him holding his own helmet and looking into it, if he's starting to feel the pull of the light more um, in this episode. We'll have to see. Um, at the same time, though, we hear Kylo saying, let the past die, and he smashes the wall in the room. Um, continuing his, uh, his quote here, he says, kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you are meant to be. Is this dialogue of Kylo speaking to himself, do you think? Um, 
I mean, the obvious, I think the obvious answer is, is that, you know, he's talking to Ray and, and maybe he's having this conversation with Ray where he's trying to convince her that she needs to be pulled to the dark side to help him stay in the dark side. Um, but I'm wondering if, if Kylo is speaking this to Ray or possibly, I'm wondering if he's just speaking this to himself. Um, we see a shot of Kylo in his Darth Vader-like TIE fighter engaging in a massive space battle, and we get the first imp- we get the first impression that he is firing upon Leia's ship. They show these images of Kylo and Leia, and Leia appears to be looking out a, a, a rebel cr- a rebel a resistance cruiser and looking out. And she knows that Kylo is out there. She senses it in the Force that Kylo is out there, and the fact that Kylo appears to be firing on Leia's ship. Um, I don't know if that's just the way that they put the images together or if this is actually how it's supposed to be and and that's what's going to occur. But um, there's... Ob- I mean, I would hate to see... I mean, it would really show how, how incredibly evil and how I, I would say he has very little ability to have any sort of redemption if he, if he in fact, kills his own mother. But um, we will have to see. Um... Some fun images come through next where we see the Falcon racing through some of which looks to be like an enclosed trench with TIE fighters on their tail. And I'm wondering who is piloting the Falcon. The, the, the first obvious thought is that it's, it's Rey, um, as we saw her piloting the Falcon in Episode 7 with Chewie as the co-pilot. Um, I'm just wondering is if, if that's her in the cockpit trying to, trying to get away from TIE fighters. My first thought is yes, but I'm wondering if it's che- maybe it's just Chewie in, 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 in the cockpit there. Um, but we see Chewie in the cockpit in, in the next image here in the co-pilot seat, and uh, we're seeing the Porgs. Um, as <laughs> I think there's going to be debate about the Porgs as much as there was debate about the Ewoks. Um, I have a friend who told me that he just doesn't like cuteness like that in a Star Wars movie, which is why he couldn't stand the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, and why he just feels that the Porgs are not going to, to go well in Episode Eight. I, I have a different thought about it. I, I think the Porgs add a nice... Uh, a nice bit of uh, easiness to to the drama. Um, I'm looking forward to see how they play a role within the uh, within the movie, even if it's just to be a cute furry creature um, for us to look at. As we proceed on in the space battle, we see Poe Dameron looking out on this great space battle going out, and he has this fantastic quote. He says, "We are the spark that will light the fire that will bring the First Order down." I love this line, and we get to see some of the X-wing fighter action and Poe in the uh, pilot seat again. Um, there's a great—I th- I think it's in one of the TV spots where you see his Tie Fighter do almost like a donut spin around. And, and it does like a whip around, which you you see in a, like you, you can understand this if you're like you know back in back in high school when kids would sometimes get in their car and do like these wild donuts in the uh, in the parking lot. Sort of similar how he's doing that with his X-wing fire, sort of like a whip around and coming back off into space. Another thing, another great image that we see here is uh, Finn in an Imperial disguise with a stormtrooper with 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 what a what appears to be one of those um, stormtrooper electri- electrified batons or electrified staffs. And uh, it looks to be the aftermath of a battle, and he's ready to engage in his own duel with Phasma. We know he has a lot of anger towards Phasma, and this looks like going to be like a great scene. I think most of us are looking to see Finn get some payback here against Phasma. Like, if if you want to know how sinister and evil Phasma can get, read that uh, great novel Phasma by Delilah Dawson. She did a fantastic job in that novel, and I really enjoyed that um, that novel. If you have the opportunity read it before going to see the uh, the next jedi 
Of course, it's great to see BB-8 here. He's in pose X-Wing in the battle. And as we proceed through this uh, this X-Wing battle and these images of BB-8 and Pose X-Wing, um, we hear Luke saying, this is not going to go the way you think. And it's interspersed with scenes of Luke looking like he has been beat or defeated. Um, thoughts of, you know, going through Luke's head, I'm wondering, he's remembering Kylo betraying him. And is this at the current time when he's, it, it, at this, when he's saying that quote, I'm wondering... Um, if he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is, but obviously we, we don't know anything until we see the movie. It, it, I feel he's, he's, he's speaking to Ray. He's speaking to Ray right now, and this is after a little bit of a, maybe a quote-unquote tiff um, <laughs> between them, which, um, you know, tiff between between Jedi is using lightsabers and beating the heck out of each other. But um, <laughs> next scene shows what appears to be Luke, or I think it's Leia, actually, walking through like the an ominous doorway. And the reason why I thought Luke originally was because it sort of looked like that big walkway that he walked through in Jabba's palace in episode six. Um, Ray either diving into or being pushed into a body of water and emerging. That's what the image looks like. And it looks to be standing face to face with Luke. And I'm pretty sure at this point that they're engaged in some sort of a duel or an argument or something along those lines. Um, we see Finn back again in Imperial gear, and God, he looks badass in this. You know, this great shot of, of the First Order in the hangar bay looks a lot of like when uh, when Vader and the Emperor arrive on, on Death Star number two in episode six. Um, the next few, see, few scenes that we see here is uh, of a land battle with, like I said, these big, massive AT-ATs. And I'm sure we're going to see some of these AT-ATs being sold um, during holiday time here. Um at the toy stores and on Amazon. Um, I'm really looking forward to see how these AT-ATs operate and if there's anything different between these AT-ATs and the ones that we saw in Episode 5 and 6. Um, we see these new skimming-type fighters that are probably, like, you know, speaking of AT-ATs, you know, how do you defeat an AT-AT? You use a snowspeeder. Well, if you don't have a snowspeeder, maybe you have to use one of these skimming-type fighters um, to try to defeat them. We hear also another quote, fulfill your destiny, which we always hear throughout uh, the original trilogy and even some of the prequels. And uh, we know now Snoke is not just a hologram, but we know now he's an actual in-the-flesh creature, hideously scarred like Palpatine, which, you know, obviously I think we're supposed to be thinking about Palpatine as well, too, when we see an evil, you know, force-sensitive creature like Snoke. Um, and it, he appears to be torturing Ray. The scene of her being levitated off of the ground and Snoke doing some sort of awful torture to her. And the scene reminds me of the scene, if you talk about Expanded Universe, go back to the Knights of the Old Republic video game when Bastila Shan is being tortured by Darth Malak so that he can trigger her dark side. We all suspect Ray might have leanings toward the dark side. That much is obvious. But just how much of it does she succumb to if she is, in fact, going to go down this path? Um, we next hear Ray with her quote, I need someone to show me my place in all of this. Um, and of course we see Kylo extending his hand to Ray. This is obviously the big question in the movie, the destinies of Kylo Ren and Ray. Is Ray going to stay in the light? Does she go dark? You know, obviously I think we all want her to go to the light, but I'm wondering if her going to the light means she has to fall and go to the dark side before coming back to the light. Um, 
Or maybe, as Dan was talking about in previous episodes, maybe it's not dark and light, but this gray area of combining the dark and the light together to create this new form of Force-sensitive, this this new Jedi that we might be talking about. Um, you know, as much as we talk about Ray, what about Kylo Ren? Is there any redemption for him? Um, is he completely lost in the dark with his evil actions? I mean, we saw his evil actions in Episode Seven, especially when he killed his own father. Is he going to do the same thing to Leia? And will Kylo and Leia meet in this movie? Are they going to have a conversation, which I think we would all like to see? Um, some other thoughts about interesting scenes that I saw in various TV spots. One with Rey igniting her lightsaber in what appears to be a scene where it is raining. I like saber fights in the rain because I remember in Episode 2 when Obi-Wan and Jango fought in the rain or in that you know, that animated micro-series with Anakin and Asajj Ventress. I'm wondering, you know, who's Rey fighting here? My first thought is that she is uh, battling Luke. Um... Just because it seems that her and Luke are going to get into it in in a really nasty way, um, but maybe she's fighting Kylo in this in this in this scene. Um, another TV spot shows the Falcon is shown on the planet with Luke walking through with his hood on. Love that scene of him coming back into the Falcon there. Um, strange enough, you know he he knows now that Han Han is dead, and um, I'm wondering how much he's thinking about his uh, friendship with Han at this time. Um, Luke training Ray. He tells her to breathe, and she is meditating. And then she sees a vision of light and dark and something else. And Luke tells her to basically resist it, and she doesn't listen. Um, and then we hear darkness rises and light to meet it. That's Snoke saying that. Um, another great quote. Finn, he says here basically, I was raised to fight. I have something to fight for now. You know. What about Finn? He came from the First Order, and he's still, in a sense, trying to think, find his place and who he is and where he comes from, and how does he how does he fall into this whole entire saga with Rey and Kylo and Luke and Leia? Um, one of the TV spots that was a little bit more happy-go-lucky, swash, uh, swashbuckling type of TV spots with some great battles. Um, they were playing, you know, the, the the great, you know, Star Wars, like, you know, dun, 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 and showing them all having, like, you know, you know, either in duels or space battles. It was good to see that that type of TV spot was there to make us remember that, you know, Star Wars is not, you know, while this episode's going to be dark, um, there's still a lot of fun that's going to be in it. Um, some quotes that you hear in some of these TV spots, you've seen this place only in dreams. Dre says, "Who are you?" Kylo fought you. I won't, Ray says in one of those quotes as well, too. So I'm wondering if she says that quote earlier on in the movie, and then we're going to see her battling Luke. Um, a lot to look forward to, I think. I mean, that was that's the conclusion of, of the trailer, that or the official trailer that we uh, that we saw. Like I said, there was there's like nine or ten TV spots, which you can all check out on YouTube if you want to see a little bit more. But that was the base. Those were some of the basic uh, images and quotes and thoughts that I had regarding the trailer. I think this is going to be a great movie. It's going to be the longest Star Wars movie. We're told it's coming in at two hours and thirty minutes. Um, I know a lot of people are feeling a little bit uneasy about this movie, Dan especially, just because he's my uh, you know podcast partner here, and I know how much he's he's looking forward to the movie, but he's going at it with a very cautious tone. Um, I think this movie is going to you know it, it it's not I think it's like any of the Star Wars sagas that in the second part of the trilogy, as it was with episode two and episode five, that a lot of darkness has to happen before we can see the redemption in the final part of the trilogy. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm 
very much interested in seeing how Ray is going to develop as a character. Um, speaking of of Ray itself, I uh, and and Luke, um, I was able to pick up from uh, from from Walmart those uh, great six inch figures of uh, Jedi training of of Ray as in, in her Jedi training gear and Luke as the Grandmaster Jedi in his gear as well too. Um, but I am looking forward to speaking because because we're speaking of swag here um, of of seeing whether or not Gentle Giants could be putting out. Um, one of those great mini busts. I, ha- I got the mini bust of, of Rey from Episode Seven, but I'm really looking forward to seeing if there's going to be a mini bust of Rey in her Jedi training gear as well. Um, in our next episode, so I'll say right now that this is the conclusion of uh, the spoiler stuff regarding uh, the, the the trailer, <laughs> and uh, just some news regarding um, other things that we're going to be talking about in a future podcast. Uh, Dan and I will be talking about the new TV series and live action, the new live action TV series, which is going to be coming out soon. Um, we also going to be talking about this new trilogy of movies that's going to be written and directed by Rain Johnson. So we're looking forward to that. Um, I will have thoughts regarding uh, Rhode Island Comic Con in our next episode that I have with Dan. Uh, but just to let you know that this, I had a great time at Rhode Island Comic Con. Um, I was able to meet Eden McDermott. Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, and uh, I will be talking about that more on the next episode. So that is all that I have here for the trailer, uh, for my trailer commentary. If you have thoughts, email us at jullenwastepodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes. You can also check us out at our blog, jullenwastepodcast.blogspot.com. Stay tuned for another episode. I hope everybody in the United States and all around has a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Um, If you're taking some time off, that's great. Enjoy the time off with family and friends. If you're going to be going out to do some Black Friday Friday shopping or Cyber Monday shopping, uh, let us know what you're getting, especially if it's going to be uh, some Star Wars swag. We'd love to know what everybody is uh, going after these days. So that is all here at the podcast. I'm Mark, and we will see you on the next episode.